it's taken me years of practice and mm. reading and implementing learning how to think outside of the box learning how to think big learning how to believe My goal with this podcast is to connect you with the very people that have positively impacted my life and will continue to allow you to create a holistic and limitless perspective on yours. This is Dee Foss and welcome to the LT360 podcast. So my guest today is a co-worker of mine, someone who I've gotten to know uh, over the last like three, four months. Um, someone that I, I guess had heard her name before uh, since moving to South Florida in the fitness industry. And um, now I'm putting a, a name and a, and a person to the face. And so this is uh, the creator of Street Hits. And this is Priscilla Rojas. So welcome. And um, thanks for having me. And thanks for uh, allowing us to do this. This is going to be cool. Thank you also. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So the interesting thing, like I said, I've only met her, what, three months ago through Gravity and Oxygen. And essentially, um, I don't know a ton about her background as well and her story, but I know she has a lot to offer. And I know she has an amazing story that will capture a lot of um, different things that a lot of people are going through and can probably learn from. So uh, I, I want her to be able to share that. So we had talked a little bit before kind of like you moved around a lot. How do you see that playing out? Cause I grew up in the opposite end of the spectrum where I lived in the same house for 19 years out of my first, you know, 20 years of life. So that's definitely what you would think would be two totally different people. But I feel like on the mindset, we're in the very same like wavelength. So very similar because earlier you were talking about how, you were driving around, you had business cards in your back pocket and you had resumes in your, in your hand and you were stopping out all the, like I've been there, I've done that. Mm-hmm. But I come from a completely different background where um, I come from a single parent household and we moved around a lot yeah. and I had to figure shit out. I had to figure everything out. So, but both hustler mentalities. Yeah, so it's weird that you can get that, but coming from two different ends of the spectrum. So when you you grew up in south florida right yeah what is like the number one thing that you like and don't like about south florida because i'm still generally new i only moved here what two years ago so i've definitely created an opinion and now everyone's like dude like what do you think of south florida you're gonna stay there you're gonna live there and i'm i'll let you answer before i say (laughs) what i want to do okay so I really, really love the environment, like the, the geographic, like the geographical, like details. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh. the green trees and the water yeah. and the wind and the palm trees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love to be surrounded by the water and the green. I love to look outside and I see different colors and, um, and I see the beach and mm. um, the weather doesn't prevent me from going out most of the time. What I dislike or let me rather let me say what I don't like as much are the style of people and the way that they operate. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, operate from a like 
superficial perspective or operate from like a, what they do on a daily basis perspective? I think I would have to say superficial. Okay. So what yeah. they care about. What they care about. Yeah. The lack of depth and personality kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Wow. How did you know what I was thinking? Like I said, we have the same mindset. <laughs> we have the same mindset. So the, um, the, the question from there is like, what's next you know you're at a point in your life where you're like you know you want to start to make some moves are you those moves going to include leaving florida are they going to include staying here do you know do you my goal is to be able to do what i want when i want to do it so what if in six months i decide that i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to feel like i'm obligated to stay here so and i've known this for years and that's why a couple years ago, I decided that I would start my transition. And I knew that my transition from face-to-face training to online training wasn't going to happen immediately. I understood that it was going to take a lot of time. And I also understood or decided that I wanted to do it little by little. So one thing led to another. And now I have an app that I just started promoting, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, maybe a week ago. I've had oh, that. that recent. Yeah, it's okay. that recent. Okay. So it was developed about 60 days ago. So it's been about two months. But because creating content requires so much time, um, I didn't want to start promoting it until I had enough to offer. Gotcha. And getting into conversation with friends who are on the outside of the situation or circumstances mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And I have friends telling me, Stop waiting until things are perfect. You need to do it now. Pull the trigger now. I've had an app sitting there for two months. And regardless of whether or not I was making money off of it, I could have been promoting it. Mm -hmm. And so about a week ago, I decided that I was going to do that. And it just so happened that coronavirus hits at the same time. And so I'm trying to optimize uh, my position right now. Yeah, and make the most of that. Because obviously you have a great tool in your hands. But we could argue that if you had started promoting it a little earlier, it wasn't perfect yet. There would have been more name and knowledge out there. So when this does hit or now a week, you know, into these things getting serious, you would have a little bit more of the ball rolling kind of thing. Yes. And I also think that I didn't have enough content. Like at least I uploaded a new program, let's say in the past week. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I have two programs, like full, like three to four week programs that people can choose from in addition to three or four sample weeks that they can try for free. Interesting. So I definitely got to download that and try some of those sample ones and see if if she's good enough to buy a program from them. (laughs) (laughs) She um, in group classes can like electrify people, people, People come to your classes. They like find you and what gym you're at to go to go take <laughs> your class. You. That's hard to find. Um, so, and, and when PC introduced me to you, and I was like, he was like, oh, like she brings it. Like she's gonna bring it to class. And I was like, okay, interesting. I was like, I gotta take one then immediately. And then there was like four or five people that I had never met from the gym before that were members, and they're like, oh yeah, we had to come back to take Coach P's class. I was like. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, reputation uh, exceeds it. So, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, with with everything like the coronavirus going on, 
I mean, you obviously, you're not like terribly worried about it in terms of your health, right? And I feel like a lot of us aren't, but there's a lot of people that don't live that healthy lifestyle um, that probably are concerned. Now, what do you think, like, cause just, you think, you think a lot more business perspective than just like science, sciencey, like you had talked about from a business perspective of like healthcare, do you have any insight on why this happened or what could have caused some of this or? Very little, to be yeah. honest with you, very little. I, I see things, I don't know, I bypass, okay, fine. What is the solution? Mm -hmm. Like I, a lot of times I will bypass the root of the problem mm -hmm. and I immediately, my brain goes straight to solution. solution. What's the solution? I find that like that can be good, but it can also be bad because some yeah. people will look straight for a solution and we don't know if that's a short term or long term solution. Some that's people it. just find the quickest one. And then I feel like you take the upper road most of the time where you find that long term solution because like you said, you're all about whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Um, yeah. I mean, when did when did you start to kind of develop that business mindset was it like something that just came to you or was it something that you started to learn from people from like mentors or people that you met it I think just it been the way you operated well I think it it started to be imprinted in me as who I am as a person maybe in my late teen years so like okay. 17 18 19 you know, juggling and multitasking, mm -hmm. work, internships, school. And then I grew up my whole life watching my mom do everything by herself. Yeah. And she would, part of the reason why we moved so often was because she was in real estate. So at, and she had me at 16. So by the time she's 22, 23, she has, you know, a, I don't know, seven-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. eight-year-old daughter who she's having to maintain on her own, plus buying properties, renovating them, sometimes by herself, sometimes she would hire help, and she was always getting down and dirty herself. She was always painting, sanding, plastering, um, reflooring, or pressure cleaning the roof, or doing landscaping outside, mm -hmm. and so I grew up watching all of that, and um, she would flip the house, and then we'd move out, we'd move into another house, and she'd renovate it, re renovate it while we were living there, She'd flip that house. We'd move out, move again. Crazy. So yeah, I was surrounded by that. She taught me to do everything on my own. Like by the time I was, I don't know, elementary school, I was already washing my own clothes. Mm -hmm. She really didn't cook dinner very often. So okay. I had to figure it out. Um, she taught me how to change a tire by the time I was, um, I think in senior year high school. So I, for some reason, always had car trouble, like no AC <laughs> no in the middle of, cars. <laughs> yeah, no AC in the middle of summertime in South Florida. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's how I grew up. How ironic that I grew up that way with her. Yeah. We never had AC in the summertime in the car, but like the rest of the year we did. <laughs> and then like teaching me how to change a tire on my own and do everything for myself because my father was never around. So I just grew up like as a person who understood how to problem solve. Yeah. And because of that, I became so like drawn, not only drawn to, but understood business more than anything else. Interesting. Because the essence of business is solving someone else's problem at the most efficient rate. True. And, yeah. So yeah. 
when you now because I, I was actually listening to a podcast that I did with another kid from California, a kid named Taylor. He owns a gym and he also owns a therapy center inside of it. And he sells like uh, grass fed, um, grass finished organic meat out of it. He does like sauna, he has a uh, infrared sauna in there. Like he talks, you talk about like having the whole spectrum of like health and wellness. He has it all in one place and he's 25. He owns his own gym with all that. So I was listening, I was re-listening to a podcast I did with him yesterday. And moral of the story was that he said he became a problem solver so early in life that every time he looks at someone, because nowadays everyone's just complaining, that's all people do pretty much, right? He tries to take on the social responsibility of solving their problem. Just a lot of pressure. <laughs> do you do you feel like you do that as a problem solver, like mm -hmm. innately? No. When you, so. when someone talks to you like you know I'm okay, having yes. trouble with with this <laughs> yes. this and this and you're like oh my god no I know exactly what I can do for you so we talk about this can yeah. get draining right this industry do you think that that plays into it that mindset of problem solving is kind of innately who personal trainers are you know, who they want that that's that's the mindset and personality of a lot of people they we have knowledge and understanding that other people don't. So we want to give that and share that to people. Maybe the good ones. Mm -hmm. Okay. The ones who you feel like deserve it. No, I'm saying the personal trainers oh, who are good. Oh, gotcha. You have okay. to be a people person above anything. Yes. So just because you're familiar with mm -hmm. exercise science doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're going to be the best personal trainer or someone who wants to solve problems yeah. does that okay. make sense no of course because there's people that'll sit there and tell you all the information and facts but if you don't get that person to change and utilize those to create some change and have them look you know back at themselves and say oh i'm glad i did that then you're not you're not doing anything for that client i always think the roi of a good session is like the person walks out and they're either out of pain that they came in with or yeah. they got something off their chest and they are walking out like with a smile on their face yeah yeah, yeah i agree like if i mean i class, always you want more people to be in like a yeah. talkative have fun kind of mood at the end of it rather than like just necessarily like um like crawling out of the gym in a really right. bad mood yeah. i agree the mm -hmm. only thing is that there have been so many times where i don't get that mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with me so I had to stop reflecting back at me and always looking at myself as the cause of whatever it is Problem. I was looking at because that can be very draining. And mm -hmm. then and you may not even be experiencing true reality because at that point you start to create stories in your own mind. And yes. so I try to keep everything as simple as possible. Now, I know that I gave a great session, a great workout. Um, it's what I think the person needed for their body. And I think it's what the person wanted as well, mm -hmm. because there's a fine line in there. We got to yeah. give them a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And I think it went well, just because that person is walking away and they're not smiling doesn't mean that I didn't do my job well, okay. because sometimes, sense. and you know this mm -hmm. more often than sometimes they have something going on that makes them walk around without yeah. a smile on their face. And you have no control over that. 
Yep. It's interesting. They and you said you us. said the stories that we tell ourselves. Have you heard of Brene Brown? Mm-mm. Okay, interesting. I would venture you do some some listening to Brene Brown if you could. Mm-hmm. She talks. That's like her main staple sentence is the stories we tell ourselves mm-hmm. and how to be more empathetic and how to be more vulnerable and things of that nature. She's really cool in depth um you can like go down a a, a wormhole with that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's so deep and it, it's like, never ending yeah and <laughs> literally yeah it's infinite it's limitless is has how i think of it um so when you talk about it can it can get draining to work with people necessarily because you can't always solve their problems or they just have stuff going on that you can't help they come to you with those problems and they drop them on your shoulders pretty often. And if you're doing that as a personal trainer and I've experienced this, you're doing that eight hours a day, back to back to back to back. You're not just completing tasks. You're dealing with eight different people and personalities and backgrounds and trying to, once again, make them feel the best. So you obviously started street hits the app. What else do you have or what else do you have for, advice for people that are in the industry right now and struggling because of coronavirus um, or people that are just they like the idea of being in the industry and they're just getting into it but they're about to get blindsided what what would you go back and tell yourself i think um what's most important is to is forward thinking so what do you see in the end what would you like i mean it really is to be honest the end all be all is what does your imagination consist of do you know how to think outside of the box and if you don't know how to Mm -hmm. then you need to start practicing because until you figure out what it is that you want then you are just lollygagging through life because especially in this industry i've talked to so many fitness pros who are brand new Mm -hmm. and i ask them what is their end all be all goal and they tell me very, very small goals. I, I want to have a gym. You want to have a gym? Why? Why do you want to have a gym? Yeah. Do you know what that looks like? Do you know what kind of life you're going to live? Oh, you don't want to work a lot? No? Oh, yeah? Uh, like, it just, none of it makes it any sense. It don't make any sense. Yeah. I've had so many, I've probably had four or five people before I was age of like, 23 or 24 now ask me dude you should or tell me and ask me if i wanted to start a gym with them or i should start a gym everyone says that yeah yeah and i look at them like those uh those rolling eyes you know the one <laughs> i forget what the cartoon is but yeah <laughs> um does it it's like a spring right yeah yeah the yeah, spring yeah. and boom, the yeah, eyes are yeah. falling yeah, yeah that's the look <laughs> i give them i'm like yo you don't understand the the amount of work that goes into that plus you're geographically restricted if you wanted to just get up and leave in six months no there's no shot you can't do that i'm borderline offended yeah. borderline <laughs> offended when people say you should have your own gym by now yeah. how old are you i'm sorry crazy excuse me that has nothing to do with <laughs> what that has nothing to do with this give me one reason why you think i should have a gym by now Give me one reason why I should even consider it. And then you look at them and, all right, what do you do? Okay, why don't you have your own? Yeah. (laughs) Like, why don't you have your own? What's the deal? What do you, what do you not, you're not hustling? You're not doing anything? Like, 
the amount of work, yeah. the amount, the, the, the headaches is the investment is beyond imaginable. And to have freedom is my ultimate goal because my ultimate goal is happiness. And I know that my happiness is directly correlated with freedom. That's when I'm most happy. I'm a Leo. I'm a fucking lion. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I just need freedom. That's me. Some people don't work well like that. Some people like. They want to be told what to do, when to do it, and where to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people like that. Cool. The, Go yeah, work for you, someone. Yeah. I'm never going to work for someone. I think the ROI is happiness, right? Like, how fulfilled are you when you go to and leave? Or, like, just understanding that you have to understand your personality and what's going to put you in the best situation. Scenario, yeah. yeah. Best scenario for that. That's really important. So, for your tip, for your, for your younger self. Yeah. And for someone that's coming into the industry, it's like, make sure that you understand who you are and what you want to do in the industry. Yeah. Who you are and what you want to do in the industry. And so um, it's taken me years of practice and mm -hmm. reading and implementing, learning how to think outside of the box, learning how to think big, learning how to believe mm -hmm. in the power of manifestation and the power that faith has and um and being a visionary and also envisioning but practicing like what is something really grand that i could see for myself that i would really love regardless of whether i believe it's possible or not interesting so the practicing of envisioning um it can just allow it to become easier when you do have an idea that you do definitely want to make happen you understand how to make it happen, how to envision it, how to make it a reality. Well, once you envision it, once you have this visual in your mind mm -hmm. and it makes you happy and you think that this is something that you could see yourself doing mm -hmm. if it were possible, okay, now you practice on believing that it is possible mm -hmm. and what would you do in order to make it happen? So if you don't have an end-all goal, then how do you know what to do now if you have mm -hmm. no direction? And so for me, I always felt that knowing who I am as a person and knowing that I love the fitness industry and I can't really imagine myself doing anything else, well, then what checks off both of those boxes? Freedom and being in fitness, mm -hmm. in my eyes, it would be me being able to travel, me being able to move if I want to, or change my mind at the drop of a hat. I don't have kids, I don't have a husband. So technically speaking, I do have a lot of freedom, yeah, but a lot more than most. A lot more than most, but if I want to get up and move elsewhere, I am starting from ground zero again mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I left to Arizona and when mm -hmm. I came back two months later, I was at ground zero. No clients, no classes, no mm -hmm. gym, nothing. And that's assuming that you are doing in person training. Yeah. Right. Right. At that time, you were, and that was what, what year? 20? That was in 2016. 16. I so had a couple was, of, I had like two or three online clients yeah. and that kept me floating. But it wasn't nearly as popular as it is now, obviously. Right. It wasn't. So yeah, four years ago, it wasn't huge. It wasn't huge to do that. But now, obviously it's playing out. And now I think with this whole virus, we're going to see a massive uptick in technological like desire and like need in society, which is crazy. Um, but I mean, besides um, 
you obviously read self-help books you're reading meditation books like what are what other daily practices really put you in the mindset to like be able to envision and have the energy to do that and i mean it takes a it takes just a positive outlook and perspective for people to even have that cross their mind because so many people are focused on the negatives of what's going on around them and inside them as opposed to like that's something that would make me happier like the thought of it just made me happy let me go practice envisioning it that doesn't even cross most people's mind, right? We have like 60,000 thoughts a day and you only come in contact and like actually comprehend consciously, like I think a thousand of them, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what things can people start to like implement on a daily basis? Well, as far or as what what's you, to implement. Yeah. Or what do you implement? Well, for me, I just always needed something to work towards. And so if I know that I have a goal in mind or I can envision somewhere where I want to be doing something that I want to do, for me, that's enough for me to know what I'm working towards. And so that's how I maintain my positive outlook because I'm thinking about that, the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, just like we all, have to be so aware of what we are exposing our subconscious mind to because what you see what you hear feel think everything Mm -hmm. plays a role into the subconscious mind so if you surround yourself with positive people positive words positive um visuals i'm i'm guessing like being places where you want to be and whatnot that then like it can said, have a very green positive foliage in the water like it makes you feel good mm-hmm. right so like i'm not gonna go live in something that's completely opposite of that just because all right so okay right makes sense because everything plays a role when you bring it all together and create that one like that one big project which is yourself in the end but mm-hmm. i listen to videos i listen to a lot of videos and I and I read a lot. Uh, videos, um, uh, like uh, speeches, like, like YouTube. Yeah, I'll yeah. go on YouTube. I listen to podcasts or like monologues or people um, like interviews. Like what kind of speak? Uh, what kind of videos? So or like um, meditation, manifestation type stuff. Um, I do well. Surprisingly enough, everything that I listen to is from the 1960s and 70s. I don't listen to a whole lot of new. Uh, speeches or interviews and whatnot so like I'll listen to a lot of these these are the creators these Mm -hmm. are the freaking creators of the manifestation these are this is where it comes from so um Joseph Murphy and Neville Goddard um I listen to them I listen to funny enough I listen to Reverend Ike um and you know this is from later in the um 19 I don't even know Reverend Ike his his sermons must have been in the 80s or 70s or 80s or something yeah i'm not even 100 percent sure but what these men have to say resonates with me a lot more than anything that's new interesting yeah i want you to send me that yeah i would like to see how that it's changed it's changed my entire mindset the same way Uh, and you know what this is the other thing that I've learned. What you're thinking about when you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning is most important, right? Yes. There's someone that, uh, there's, a, his name. there's a guy that always says, um, make sure you control the first hour of your day and your last hour of your day. I like that. Yeah. Very simple, right? It's just like, yeah. hit those two things. Um, 
and I've been, I've definitely been slacking on that for myself lately. Yeah. So how do you create those like bright lines? How do you, that's something that I struggle with. Like I, I can tell myself if I'm going to, I'm like, all right, yeah. Like, you know, I should probably for me random, I, I should probably fast soon. Okay. So, all right. I think if I say it like, oh, I think I'll fast tomorrow or uh, I'll just fast till, you know, tomorrow at 12. If I don't like plan it out a little bit and like write it down and make it like a bright official. line. Yeah. If it's not official. <laughs> Sign your name on the dotted like, line. Shit, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to have breakfast. <laughs> Screw it. And like, for me, um, like the snooze button is another one. Like, okay, how do you, some people are like, no, I just wake up immediately. Some people are like, well, you know, I wake up, I make sure I give myself 10 minutes. Other people are like, ah, whatever. I just roll around then I get up and I go like creating those bright lines is tough. So for you, if you're going to control the first hour and the last hour of your day, how, how do you go about that? How do you make sure that that's, I can't tell you because I don't control the first okay. and last hour of my day. So, <laughs> I control like the first and last five to 10 minutes. All right. So even that, even that, what, what is it that you do? How do you, you know, make sure that every night that's what it is. I mean, morning. I don't forget there's no way that I can forget because I look forward to it. So even with Neville Goddard, he's like, he teaches people how to visualize so powerfully mm -hmm. that you forget that you're existing in this reality and you are actually existing in this visual, this movie that is playing in your mind. Of what you want it to be? Of what you want it to be because the power- the number one, you're just envisioning, gotcha, okay. The power is all in the feeling. Mm -hmm. So you have to feel it. And the only way to actually feel it is to put yourself there. There. Okay. Experience so if you, it in a different reality. Right. Okay. So if there is something that you want so badly, mm -hmm. um, and this is just where you want to be, this is where your happiness is, then if you know that you can go there every night and you can go there every morning, would you forget? Oh, your happy place. Okay. Would you forget? No. No, I get exactly what you're saying. No, because you're looking forward to yeah. it. Oh, let me brush my teeth. Let me clean up the kitchen real quick because I'm going to my happy place. Mm. Like I'm about to be there in a second. What and do you that's do once to get you there? you close your eyes, you okay. focus on your breath and you mm. put yourself there. It takes practice. Not not it's it's not something that you would be able to master immediately. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, people think I'm not gonna try meditation because I'm like, oh I'm not good at it. I can't sit down. I don't like deep breathing. I'm like meditation literally just means like going inside. You're, it means thinking it all doesn't the take any work no i think <laughs> it's like the least amount of work <laughs> that you could ever imagine for you to Frickin do anything sit still that's it like, that's all you gotta do um i personally when i meditate i love going something like this height bed sofa ottoman or, or whatever couch um a bench a chair i think um i go like 90 90 i put my feet my legs there and I put my butt up against it, and then I just lay on my, that's how I oh, like okay. to meditate. Yeah. Um, for other people, they like to sit. Other people like to just lay down. Yeah. Um, do you use meditation music? Do you use guided meditations? Nothing. You're just like all internal. Savage life. All right. Savage. But I started with uh, guided meditation at, and marijuana. 
so speaking yeah. yeah that i'm i always tell people they're like what started to like really change some of your perspective because i used to be like this very like high strung kind of kid like uh, i wouldn't say i was super high strung but like i don't know i just had a lot more narrow perspective and i definitely had um uh oh party fall uh, story of my life <laughs> it never fails <laughs> this is every day i'm like so, by the time i get to work i like my shirts all stained. i'm like damn it i can't ever go to the gym at fucking six in the morning up for an hour yeah <laughs> um what was i saying um um oh so like the the turning point for like my mindset and starting to broaden my horizons and perspective into meditation into mm-hmm um having mentors and like other things like that was when i started smoking it just like opened Mm. up a different thing for me so i think Mm. for people that like there's obviously there's so much medical use behind it now and all that but like i think it can be a very helpful tool for people i don't think it should be something that you have to rely on i don't obviously like there's a fine line of balance with everything but um i think it can be very very useful i mean the reason for my use started out with sleep because i was very sleep deprived Mm -hmm. and i was overworked Mm -hmm. and um my sleep when i did have time to sleep was very interrupted because of how much caffeine i was taking in throughout the day to be able to train as many people or teach as many classes Mm -hmm. as i possibly could by the time i got to bed you were still going. I was still going. And Even if it wasn't my sleep physically, it was like mentally, your mind was still racing. Always. Yeah. And then my sleep would be constantly interrupted and I'd roll around and then have to get back up and go through an entire day. So I started smoking just to help me bring my level from 10 back down mm-hmm. to one and get some consistent sleep. And it helped so much. Oh, wow. It helped so much, which also helped with recovery because mm-hmm. I was burnt out interesting interesting yeah i have been it's been months since i've smoked i don't i don't remember but um it's funny because i don't feel like i need it anymore as that tool Mm -hmm. that initially was for me Mm -hmm. but i feel like so many people get stuck in like well no that's what did it so that's what i need in order for it to happen again Mm -hmm. Um, but so many people that are looking for that, like dopamine rush of being in your happy place, yeah. don't realize that it can just happen internally. And like the fact it that you so don't even, can. yeah, the fact that you don't even use guided meditation, is just another step into like, you've been practicing it, right? You may need assistance at first. You may feel like it's torturous or like you, I can't sit still for five minutes at first, but it eventually just becomes second Second nature nature. because it's just building neurological like brain waves like you're 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 getting into different parts and and creating like new neural pathways Mm -hmm. but the essence of it is all we want everyone wants is dopamine whatever it is that we're doing whether it's working out or it's meditating or it's for some people shooting up like on a real you know level there's everyone's looking for the same thing Mm -hmm. but everyone has a different way of finding it Mm -hmm. but the the toughest part and like I was continuing to say was like the understanding that doing those for the first and last five minutes of your day 
it can get looked at as it's just five minutes by a lot of people. So what is it actually doing for me? If for those people that are like, well, it's whatever, like 10 minutes that can't be effective. Do you have an answer? Do you try to tell clients or people anything um, in terms of like importance and how it does make a difference? Well, it's funny because I had a friend text me a couple weeks ago and he said, you know what? You're right. I should start meditating. I'm going to start this weekend. It was like Tuesday. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Today's Tuesday. You're going to wait until Saturday? Why? Because you don't have five minutes in your day? Don't tell me you don't have five minutes. Yeah, yeah I have five minutes, but I got to research this first. What do you need to research? I'm going to tell you. It. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You sit down. I got to research. Find it. someone to sit down in your house yeah. and close your fucking eyes. <laughs> Come. I gave you all the research you know. You need to know. That's so um, I think people are just really uh, uncomfortable doing things that they're not familiar with yeah. or don't know how to or at least think they don't know how to do don't mm -hmm. believe that they can do it but how would you ever know until you try it and so it's okay to start off a little bit as at a time yeah. the time investment versus what the outcome can can be is nothing it's, it's, it's worth yeah. that plus much 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 more yeah. i started with like i think three minutes and three minutes turned into 45 minutes. Does does three minutes still do something for you now? Hell yeah. Yes. Well, it goes by really fast. Super so fast. fast. I'm yes. like, fuck, no. <laughs> Wait, do I have two more? Okay. And I'll yeah. put the alarm for two more minutes. And I'm like, okay, back to my happy place. Like, I want every fucking minute that I can get from my happy place. Time loses its construct almost when you go in there. Right? Like Totally. It, right? Like, you... you you get so um, caught up that you don't feel as if it's passing. And then you get so used to that feeling of like, well, time isn't passing. This is all just happening like organically. Then when you start to do it for shorter periods of time, or when you do do it for like three minutes, like that felt like 20 seconds. Yeah. And then you desire to be there more. You desire to want to, because once again, it's that dopamine effect just feels good that's where I want to be it's the same place. thing with exercise people are really uncomfortable with exercise when they first start but as they expose themselves to it more and more they get worried about their maps you know they get worried about their maps <laughs> they start asking their friends <laughs> to cover for them <laughs> my girl uh, okay but uh, we're not talking about anybody in particular don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just like anything like once mm -hmm. you you convince yourself that you can benefit from getting comfortable being uncomfortable, that discomfort turns into comfort. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's it's the, a like a revolving it's a it is. It's a revolving effect. Yeah, it's it's strange. Um, but even then you get to the point of and this is where I view everything from is if I do it for three minutes today, then that just put me at you know, 4,784 minutes in my life. Now, tomorrow I'm going to start, start out with three more minutes of experience doing that. So 
like when I talk about limitless, anything you do, whether it's exercise or whether it's trying to read faster or whether it's learning a new word in a different language, everything that you're doing or every rep that you do is going to add up over time. Like volume does matter. Right. right. Absolutely. Um, so when I take that perspective to everything that I do, that's the concept of limitless. Like if I can get half a percent better at doing podcasts mm-hmm. today, then I know in five years that today is going to be a part of that equation because mm-hmm. I chose that day after day after day kind of thing. And it's like the same thing when you choose a profession. They say you're not really an expert until you've put in your 10,000 hours 10, of work. 10,000 hours. Now, so how efficiently hour. are most people willing, right? I don't have five minutes today. I got to do this, that, and next. But those 10,000 hours can be efficiently done. And you can become an expert in many things by a young age. Yeah. The fact that you, you know, hopefully you're better at laundry now than that day that you learned when you were seven, right? Like it amazes me that people have been driving for 60 years or let's not say 60, let's say 20 years. They've been driving for 20 years and they still suck at driving. Why do you still suck at driving? You should have gotten better every day. You've been but, doing it so much. To their defense, to yeah. their defense, yeah. have the laws changed since six I mean, years tw- ago? Like, no, are they I not? Said 20, are you talking about we'll talk twenty years? Oh, okay. Twenty years. But are you talking about people who are just not abiding by the law? They're doing whatever they want, or you're just talking Simple about people who don't stay in their lane? No, maneuvering cars. I think like. A basic concept that I learned when I was young green cars, like parking was parking. Yeah. And people you've been parking for so long and you still can't freaking back up into a spot. How? Why? (laughs) And it's, I think it's just comes down to the mindset of being comfortable and uncomfortable things Mm -hmm. being at an, uh, at a, a healthy mindset enough to walk into something and be confident that it's a skill that you can learn over time. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the practice of meditation in and of itself is doing that, but do you think that it can help people get comfortable with doing that and taking that perspective to everything they do in their life? Oh yeah, that's such a good point. I really never even thought Mm -hmm. about it that way because I've always felt that meditation helps with everything else Mm -hmm. in that um, you can see things more clearly. And you can be in better control yeah. as well. Yeah. You're not so emotionally driven. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a tune-up. Yes. It's like an yes. every day, yes. like every morning mind mm-hmm. tune-up. Mm-hmm. Because your car drives better. There's like a better connection when you get a tune-up. It's tune more up. fluid. It's more efficient Efficient, right you get more miles per gallon like yeah that's that's kind of how i've started to look at everything is like everything is a chain system right we talk about the body's chain talk about the you know the chain of a car you talk about like everything is a chain like i talked about with the algae and the mushrooms and multicellular like all that stuff it's a chain reaction everything is a chain reaction and you can add another link to that chain every day that's how I look at it. And the spectrum grows infinitely in either direction. You can move backwards a link every day or you can move forward a link. Right. Um, now, it's so hard for people to like fully build this mindset all the time. 
And I think a lot of it is due to just the society we live in. Like we were talking about being in Florida, a lot of these people don't seem to have that mindset. Yeah. Would you say that? Yes. Where do you, where have you been or where do you see yourself going that people would be different? The truth is that I don't know that it would be any different if I went elsewhere. I've traveled to other places, but I've never, I don't think I've been in one place long enough to really be able to say. Um, so that's why I try not to put too much of an emphasis on who I'm surrounded by. I'm just, you know, the, the uncontrolled, the mm -hmm. uncontrollables, yeah. you understand? Um, you got the, the ones that you're able to control who's around you and then the ones that you, you have no control over that. But, um, but those uncontrollables, like I try not to put too much emphasis on that. Don't give that and, energy. Right. Where the energy flows, it grows, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And so maintaining somewhat of a tunnel vision, but in a way where it's still doable like where you're still being social you're, you're still being friendly you're still providing services mm -hmm. you're still um you're still maintaining the close relationships that you have so and, and always open-minded to finding new relationships that could you know because like they, they've said and like you've heard i'm sure a million times just because you've known someone for a long time doesn't mean that you can't meet someone tomorrow and that person mean more to you or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's, it's about how you act for sure. Mm -hmm. So not, yeah, not trying to control the people that are going to go off and do their own thing and go party and go to the, you know, strip club or the casino or the, those places every night. And I guess everyone's, in their own mind they can live that life if they want to but i try to look at it too is like how is that going to benefit because everything's a chain reaction the next generation of people mm -hmm. how's that going to benefit um i think of it too like i try to set a, an example in my family if i do it then someone else can have the right to do it you know um when you uh when you talk about your um, just ability to to see things in a different like light than than mm -hmm. most when it comes down to what you do on a daily basis with the fitness industry because not everyone like we talked about not everyone wants or cares as much as we do about it so mm -hmm. it can it can take away from your joy of it um, where does that kind of take its its toll on you um is it more mentally is it more physically more emotionally or is it kind of everything it used to be more emotional mm -hmm. but i feel that i have done a really good job of separating work like business from personal feelings and personal yes. relationships so even like if a client becomes a friend i keep both relationships very separate like I maintain mm -hmm. um, boundaries gotcha. and those fine lines. Yeah. I was talking about earlier. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, business is business. And when I'm doing work, even if it's colleagues who I've become friends with, like I'm very big on what's right and what's wrong. 
So I try to lead that way. And I try to lead with, I try to lead with love, you know, regardless of what kind of relationship it is, whether it's just work or it's a personal relationship, mm. I try to lead with love and be empathetic and then it take it from there. Yeah. Empathetic is, uh, Definitely something that's being tossed around a lot more uh, in the last probably like, I feel like two years. I don't know. I just feel like that, mm -hmm. that understanding of we're all going through something. We're, we're all, all going yeah, through something. I think that that has gotten lost for a lot of corporate sized businesses, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about like a, an extenuating circumstance and you call up and you're like, Hey, is there anything you can do for me? And they're like, Nope, we don't care. Mm hmm. I feel like as things start to just become this economy of like big monopolizing companies, we're losing that sense of personality and empathy. But in the entrepreneur world, it's huge mm -hmm. because you're building a small business and you're trying to build depth. You're not trying to build width. Um, what is like your favorite thing? Do you, do you in the entrepreneur world, do you feel like, um, you have a favorite part of like interaction is it like learning other people's stories is it seeing people transform is it that kind of what what is your reward for for like honestly my reward is in the moment okay. when they're enjoying it nice that's my end all be all that's I don't even, I don't even need to see a transformation. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see any changes. In, I don't need to see any changes in your body for, for it to be rewarding to me. I couldn't, Valid. I mean, I, I, I do care. Yes. But I only care because they care. Because you, yeah, eventually it'll, well, Have you, you ever hope had a client? it'll make them happy. Like some people, right? Everyone thinks that, you know, the big house and, and white fence might make them happy, but right, but I it's different it, for everybody. It, exactly. Some yeah. people want physical changes. They mm -hmm. want a transformation. Some people, have you ever had a client who doesn't say one word about the way they look? They don't care. Yeah. No. That's not why they're there. They just want to be happy. They want to feel good. They and I love that. Free. Yeah. I love that. And even when I do have clients who do want to see transformations, mm -hmm. The only time I am rewarded from that is when they're having fun while they're training. Yeah, okay. But if you're complaining the whole yes. session, that's not rewarding for me. And I don't want to be there. My reward yeah. is to enjoy yeah. our time together. And so I have a client who I really enjoy training. And when you have that, that's, 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 that's when you see the difference mm -hmm. between going to work and going to work oh okay when when you said um oh, what was it i had such a good question it slipped <laughs> just like that you said when they enjoy or the transformations yeah or having so fun while they're training or not caring about what they look like it had something to do with the transformations that i don't need to see any changes in their body yeah it's not going to come to me right now. I'm going to, I'll bypass it for now. I, it'll pop up in my head in probably like five minutes. I'll be yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> so the, the understanding that you can go to work and you can go to work, you can work with someone who just understands that they want to feel good and 
you don't have to have this pressure on your shoulders. And then there's the people that you have that are complaining about life outside of the gym. And inside. <laughs> but, then, but then you also have the people that are complaining about like the actual workout, workout. itself. Right. So if I ask them to do something and they mm-hmm. don't want to do it and they have some sort of negotiation in return mm-hmm. to what I'm saying, like they want to negotiate with me what they're going to do, mm-hmm. what they're not going to do, or um, how heavy they're willing to pick up. Hmm. or like you give them an exercise and they roll their eyes type of thing yeah what um i'm to the point where i'm interviewing you before i accept you as a client that i'm not going to tell you yes before i interview you i need to interview you and find out what you're doing why you're doing it who you are etc etc and then i'll decide if we can work together or not because if it takes more energy out of me (laughs) (laughs) to come and train you and I'm not enjoying my work, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't need it. I, um, I got to, you know, the point with, uh, from like a business partner perspective, like we always say you should qualify somebody. Like if they want to become a part of your business or part of your, you know, organization of people, like what is, you know, more people is not just going to mean it's not going to be better you know what i'm saying more reps is not always better in the gym more weight is not always going to be better for you it's all relative i always think the same thing like yeah you have to um you have to make sure that that client is going to hit your quota hit from a from a mindset and willing willingness to do the work kind of kind of quota right exactly now you don't have to deal with that with street hits so when that comes into play do you see that as your reason for starting something like that yes i mean with street hits there there are options to opt into virtual personal training now if i have someone which i just launched the app like a week ago right but if i have someone who is interested in virtual personal training i'll have to speak to them first and then take it from there and then i'll decide if it's something that i want to do or not Mm -hmm. but as far as creating the app um i have felt in the past that i have a lot to offer um i've had clients who have used my service to help them get over divorce or to help them with um, struggling relationships, Mm -hmm. whether it's relationships with other people or with themselves. And I, because I'm an empath, like I do, I do engage with them. And I like, I I genuinely like my clients. Like I like them as people. Yeah. So, I do engage with them because I care and we talk about what they're experiencing or what they're feeling while they train. So it is like a form of therapy. And, um, and if I can do that, then Mm -hmm. I, I want to do that. But at the same time, I just would love to be able to, to provide 
if one thing that I can offer one person, I can provide it to everybody. Obviously it's not going to be the same way, but if in that same single hour I can share myself with thousands of people, then I really want to do that. So yes, to answer Mm -hmm. your question, that is part of the reason. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a dilution of that connection though, when you do do it for a thousand people? Yes, there absolutely is. Because you can't approach it with the same tone, with the same, you know sayings or questions or mm-hmm. energy in general um so we talked about like that entrepreneur struggle of like do i go for depth or do i go for width mm-hmm. it's tough um mm-hmm. because you it's also, never going to be the same yeah. if one of those changes then everything changes yeah you have to find a good balance and mix yeah. ratio of depth and width or you can't be all in on you know or whatever's more important to you you know, yeah. like what's more important to you? Is mm-hmm. it building these relationships with your clients or is it, um, or do you see success in the number of people that you can service? Because for me, that's what I see. Okay. Like for me, it's more important for me. Yeah. I'm always going to have, I know You're that I'm always, always going to have, have good, good solid relationships, relationships mm-hmm. with whoever I'm, I'm not, there's only so many hours in the day. You can't train that mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. So when I am working with clients, I'm always going to have that with them. Mm-hmm. But then I have so much to offer on a broader, more broad scale, then why not? Do you think that can result in more problems? Because there's a ton of different perspectives of you now. If it's like you're working with five people versus you're serving a thousand people. Mm -hmm. Now there's a thousand different views and a thousand different opinions that could get voiced back to you. Mm -hmm. Does that mean more headaches than Uh, like more money, more problems kind of thing? I don't know. I don't really foresee it. I don't, I don't foresee it. Now, if they're virtual personal training clients, Mm -hmm. then yes, then we'll be dealing Mm one-on-one But if someone has a $5.99 membership, mm-hmm. a $5.99 a month membership to a workout app yeah. that they're accessing, we're probably not going to be talking one-on-one regularly. Yeah, it's valid. Yeah. I got you. So. That's a good way to look at it. And I always play, I always play devil's advocate. Yeah. So like, that's just, I don't know. That's always the perspective I take. I'm yeah. Like, well, did you think of this? Um, no, I some like people might some people hate it not and then other people it's like uh like my family would be like oh, again yeah <laughs> you know what yeah because they just hear it all the time yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> when you you know you talked about you love the scene you love the scenario you love what's going on outside every time you look outside you want to be conscious of creating a reality outside that reflects mm-hmm. what you want inside Mm-hmm. You love the water and, and the, the foliage. What other places do you see yourself up and moving to or leaving to? Um, I don't really see myself living anywhere else. That doesn't mean I'm not open to it because I am. Interesting. I am open to it, but I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a reason to. So I see myself in that vision. I see myself by the water. Cool. Yeah. Which is where we are now. Yeah, we are. We are by the water. I can't. Ever since moving here, I've been uh, definitely in more more in contact with the water than ever before. And like, like I said, I watched the freaking ocean uh, documentary Definitely. last night. Like, I um, have definitely fallen a little bit more in love with it. 
it's it's and it brings that um sense of like calm right they mm-hmm. bring that sense of um, like wisdom and like perspective i always think of it that way because it's so big it's so uh like unknown mm-hmm. yeah sure and it you can you can smell the water right like you can smell the ocean breeze mm-hmm. the um the feeling of being in the water is literally like buoyancy is 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 a weird concept it's weird have you done um flotation yeah you you have yeah like multiple recovery times? no yeah. once just once I did it once to, how long did you go for? I think it was like an hour. Yeah, I did 45 minutes. What was your like experience with that? Because to me, that was. It was uncomfortable. Really? It. I mean, it's uncomfortable. Because it was your first and only time kind of thing or like. Um. No, I think it's like, you know where you are. You're inside a pod. So for me, it was like <laughs> meditation times two. What? No, I couldn't. Really? I tried, but I was like borderline, like surface, like Because for me, out, like if you're meditating out. on your bed, it's like, okay, I'm in a bed. You know what I'm saying? Really? But in your, in your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're saying, okay, I, I'm in a pod, then wouldn't you think the same thing when you... But even the air is different in there because there's well, no yeah. circulation. So, and then you're in, like, even though you're floating... All you need to do is open your arms out to the side and you feel the, like, that's the texture. You're not supposed to touch. The te- so, what, oh. am I supposed to, like, you know? <laughs> what am I doing? Walking out. Walk out for, out for an hour. Yeah. You know what Yours I mean? Yours didn't so, have, uh, like, ours was, you had um, a pillow. A pillow and you could put one under your knees. No, I didn't have one under my knees. That, may, that might have yeah. helped. Yeah. That, that might have helped. Yeah. No, I just felt very like uneasy. Interesting. Yeah. I mean I, I can float in my bathtub and meditate mm-hmm. in there and fall asleep. So it was just being in the pod. Yeah, the air is like there's no air circulation. Do and you, you do ep- do you do uh like Epsom salt in your bath? I do. Yeah. It's a huge I but you don't have nine thousand pounds, which is like usually what's in one of those tanks. No, it's, it's like two. Crazy. I just put two cups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two cups. <laughs> um, I have Epsom salt. What is uh, what is the the biggest effect you feel from the Epsom salt? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. you. These anything? days, I don't feel anything. But the reason why I still do it is because there, the first time that I did use it was immense recovery. Wow. When um, I was crossfitting regularly, and mm-hmm. I had a local competition coming up. So the night before, the day before comp, um, I I took that day off, obviously, because you're not going to train. You really shouldn't train at least within a couple of days of competition. Yeah. For um, you want to stay mobile and active, right? Like not train. Yeah. Right. And so the day before competition, by the time I got home from work and I really sat down and recognized what I was feeling, I felt like I had been hit by a bus because I was crossfitting so often. Mm-hmm that um your body just physically was taxed i was taxed central nervous system kind of like breakdown right and so that those two days or that one day of recovery or whatever it was that Mm -hmm. i did um was barely just getting started like true recovery i had i was like i was still full of lactic acid buildup everywhere everywhere 
So I was just trying to think what's the quickest thing that I can do to recover before competition tomorrow. And it was Epsom salt. And so I did that the night before. And when I woke up in the morning, I kid you not, I felt like a new person. (laughs) I didn't know, like I didn't recognize my legs, my (laughs) like everything. I could feel like I felt normal. And so, yeah. I didn't get that experience when I used it. Do you feel it? I didn't. No, I didn't get that experience when I used it. No. But I still I still do it sometimes because I understand there is a benefit even yeah. if I'm not feeling it. Exactly. But yeah, I definitely did not get that benefit the first time. But I had someone who actually the person who told me about it was like I destroyed they destroyed their arm um, like they dropped a huge heavy weight and they had like a massive freaking bruise on their arm. They took an Epsom salt bath like a day and a half after it was like black and blue and they woke up the next morning it was gone Hmm. I was like that sounds absolutely insane so I tried it and I was like yeah it's all right (laughs) I mean (laughs) you're telling me magic stories and I I just feel like I took a bath you know (laughs) um that was so that was interesting but I still do it every once in a while um what other do you have any other like like tips and tricks you know you talk about reading and meditating yeah. um epsom salt baths like any any other tips or tricks to keep you going i have a lot of them i have a lot of tips and tricks okay can we can we get some of the, <laughs> can we get some of the specials first one is maintaining balance in your life and that's like mm. social financial professional um emotional mm-hmm. um with relationships and everything balance is so important and everyone who gets into this industry when they're just starting off they think that it's always better the more sessions you have like I how many clients can I get how many classes can I teach I did 10 today I did nine yesterday let me see if I can get 11 tomorrow and that's how I was and within two years I was completely burnt out and so balance is really important i know that most of the time when people are burnt out they just leave the industry and i remember one day feeling tired mm-hmm. and i was at gravity and oxygen yeah. and paul was there rolling out on the turf and i just happened to mention yeah you know i'm thinking about reconsidering this industry i think i'm going to get into something else because i was just thinking short term like money now money now money now i have a rent to pay mm-hmm. this that and the, the other and um, he just looked at me like I was stupid. And he's like, why would you do that? And I don't remember what reasons I gave him, but then he said, uh, you're probably a thousand hours shy of your 10,000 hour mark. He said some shit like that, uh, yeah. right? Because this was a couple that, years he ago. He loves that quote. He loves that <laughs> Is quote. that a quote? No, the, the 10,000 hour thing. Oh yeah. He's like, you're right there at the finish line and you're going to leave the industry and just go into something else. And I was like, because it sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. But and all of a sudden you, those excuses have perspectives and they're like, uh, okay, yeah, that was kind of a crappy excuse. You're right. Yeah. So I think it comes with balance, balance mm-hmm. for sure. But you know, like when you get into something like this and you don't have anyone to 
tell you these things. Mm-hmm. You kind of just wing it. And it's yeah. like, well, whatever happens, happens. Let me see how much I can work. Let me see how much money I can make because I'm in complete control of how much money I'm making for the first mm-hmm. time ever, ever in my life. Yeah. And fuck, I'm making more money now than when I was sitting at a desk working corporate. Wow, this is great. Let's see how much more I can make. No, There's that's not so success. Many hours in the day. There's only so many hours in the day. And is that what you really consider successful? Like, I don't care who you are. We can all have different ideas of what success is, but there's no way you can sit here and tell me working as much as you possibly can in a single day regularly that that's success. There's no way that's not success because no one can be happy doing that. That's not success. Yeah. If you literally train for 24 hours, you would be miserable and you'd be dead in how long? (laughs) It took me two years. Mm -hmm. And then after that second year, I realized quickly that I was not going to be able to sustain this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I, decided that it was uh i was willing to take a hit and let go of some work but who do i let go of right so okay well i'm not gonna pick at that time i had a nice little group of clients i'm not gonna pick and choose who i feel like keeping and who i don't feel like keeping i've gained some experience i think they love my service i think i give a very damn good service I think it's time to increase my prices. If I increase my prices, I can make more money. And then whoever can't afford me will let me go. And now I'm making the same that I was making before, if not more, and I'm working less. That way I don't have to overwork myself. So that's what I did. And so there's so many like little ins and outs that had someone freaking told me this before, I wouldn't have had to figure it out on my own. Where is the how to master the fitness industry book, right? Right, the secrets. that no well, one ever told they're you. starting here <laughs> <laughs> so um in terms of uh, just taking care of yourself you know financially you mentioned that's how you went about it emotionally obviously that was a play in that as well what about like yourself physically and like from a, an exercise and nutrition standpoint do you stress that stuff to the point where you know it's your life or death and those are your bright lines that you revolve everything around or are you very once again just balanced approach i know that if i do this one day i should probably do the opposite the next kind of thing yeah because i'm all about uh long term so Mm -hmm. what can i sustain long term i don't go on diets and things of that sort Mm -hmm. i just know what i'm doing every day and i wish i could invest more time or more effort into it um, if I could, then I'd be back where I was a couple years ago at my <laughs> lowest body fat percentage ever, lean as a machine and doing all kinds of crazy workouts. And these days, like I have to pick and choose, like, should I save that energy for my clients later? Or, um, or should I go balls to the wall and be completely exhausted when I'm done with my clients later? Yeah. So, and be clients- exhausted for my clients, which takes away from my service. Right which devalues, you know, and makes them question my price point kind of thing. Exactly. And so decide what comes first. And for me, it's always been work. So, all right, well then I guess I'm not working out today. So, so that I can work them out. So then you end up having to like give to everybody else because they come first. Mm -hmm. And that's what becomes draining. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's um it's a great industry though you know if you want to get into it. <laughs> now's the time right no uh, <laughs> okay we're not trying to take anything away from the fitness industry no. but like it, if if i had to i really there's nothing else that i would mm-hmm. ever even imagine my i'll stand on the side of a, a, of an intersection with a, a cardboard sign that says mm-hmm. let me work you out for food because there's nothing else i would ever do yeah. i'll train you for food <laughs> hey if this for food i'll do damn near anything <laughs> um but the, the moral of the story is that I think the fitness industry is, is very young in comparison to almost everything else. And, and we're learning as we go. Yes. And we're learning as we go. And, um, the reason I got into it, I don't even think I answered that question for you earlier, yeah. you know? Um, the reason I got into it was because I wanted to get away from athletes who were taking for granted their physical abilities Mm. and we're looking to get from 99% to 99.5 because those are not the people that are changing society from a a bigger perspective. Mm -hmm. So you talk about 70% of the United States being overweight. Okay, well, the athletes aren't in that perspective. You know what I'm saying? Maybe 10%. um, overlay somewhere but the athletes are not the ones that are dying from cancer and well i shouldn't say that because that can happen to anybody but um you're at much higher risk when you have a sad diet right the standard american diet right and that's the general population exactly so the personal training is for the general population but i wanted to take that skill set what do athletic individuals who are making money based on their performance what do they get for service and then how can you provide that to the general public in an educational format that also allows them to make better decisions for themselves and their families whether it's their kids or their spouses stuff like that so i thought getting into the fitness industry would open me up to more people that could use my knowledge to help them live a better life for themselves but once again you don't know what that person views as a better life for themselves Mm -hmm. so starting to realize that was like okay well we have to pick and choose who we want to give our energy to without a doubt right because sometimes when they're with you it's not because they absolutely want to be with Mm -hmm. you sometimes it's because they have to or because they feel guilt mm-hmm. if they don't do it. And so that puts us in a tough position. Without a doubt. I mean, you're in the service industry, you're in a tough position always. Yeah. In my mind. Always. Always. <laughs> but with that being said, on a positive note, what's like the number one thing that you get um, from the industry? Is it the people as your coworkers? Is it the people um, that you're helping? Is it the uh, just the essence of that's what you get to do for work every day? That kind of thing. I think um, I appreciate uh, 
career path that allows me to be who I am as a person so I can be myself. I don't have to pretend to be something or someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and then apart from that, I would say um, providing something to people that supports them, that uplifts them, that helps them to be more confident and help them to become better people. So those those are the two benefits. Like something that allows you to do, those are the two that are most important to me. To you. So, wow, I can help people Mm -hmm. to be who they are and grow them as people. um, And I can be myself. I love that. I think that those are pretty much the same for me. Like the idea that um, I can express myself like physically and it's how I've always like expressed myself was in the manner that I was always active and rambunctious and like never wanted to sit around in the same place. I was always climbing trees and running around and playing any sport I could and always in the backyard, always running, biking, you know, using a razor scooter, skateboarding, whatever it was, I was always trying to do it. Um, So being able to express myself and then to um, the idea that I can take ideas and make them come to life. Like I get to make the decisions and I can be in charge of what I'm doing on a daily basis. And I feel like I have control over it. Yeah. Um, but understanding that feeling of control can be visive sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's like, once again, like you mentioned, finding that balance. And I think it's huge and it's a, hard and that's why a lot of people leave the industry yeah definitely yeah but aside from that um you know you talked about i may exercise i may not uh, you made this you made that it's you talked about nutrition actually so like for um talking to your clients is it basically just trying to get them to find that balance point in their life with their career and the same concepts um, to find out more is that what we're referring to I ask as many questions as I can to find out more about who they are and what they're doing and what their intentions are does that go into like who they are on like how they act perspective of like personality wise like do you try to get to know them personality wise because then you know what drives their decisions um well I ask them straight up because mm-hmm. I need to hear it verbally from their mouth so I need to hear that there is some sort of commitment and hear that this is important to them and then also yeah I am observing behavior and personality traits although like in one meeting you can't really understand a person mm-hmm. really but mm-hmm. you can also go by vibes and um mm-hmm. feel gut feeling yeah mm-hmm. and feel how you really feel afterwards after meeting this person yeah um i would say that that's that's pretty spot on you can't really can't really say anything else other than that because it, it is it's relative it's time by time it's person by person every every conversation is different everything's yeah. unprecedented um yeah now um i i have one more question for you but yeah. before that can everyone figure out you know, learn where to find more out about you or follow you or get download your app, everything. Yeah. So my app is, it's a free download Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of free content up there. And if you do a search, whether it's the Apple store or the 
Google Play Store. Either way, it's going to be Street Hits with two eyes. So that's Street and then Hits with two eyes. You'll see a logo that looks very similar to this um, pop up. And so you can download um, my app where there's a lot of free content in terms of workouts, mm -hmm. lots of free samples up there for people to experience. And then for $5.99 a month, then you have access to additional workouts that are like part of a series. So a three week program, a four week program and cool. what have you. But these are all workouts that can be done either at home or during travel. And I have body weight workouts up there that don't require any equipment. And then I also have programs up there that require maybe only one piece of equipment. So if you have dumbbells and you can achieve this entire, you can, mm -hmm. you can perform this workout. entire workout. If you have minivans, then you can do the whole workout. Um, yeah. So that's where they can find me. I'm also on Instagram at I am underscore coach P and uh, street hits on Facebook and where else that's it. Street hits on Facebook. Yeah. The App Store. The App Store. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm on. I, I, I work. Instagram. Instagram. And then also, if you have the Reflect Mirror made by Echelon, mm -hmm. it's the mirror that you hang on the wall and that you have a membership for where you can access workouts all day, every day. You can join in live or you can join in on demand. So um, you can also find me in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a mirror, I can be in your mirror. <laughs> Literally in your room Creepy. all day, every day. Weird. Creepy. Um, cool. Do you, are you going to have a website or do you have YouTube channel? I have a website. It's streethits.com, but you can get more out of my app. I have more information up there, mm -hmm. but yeah, either way. No YouTube, just Instagram. I have YouTube. Facebook. I don't really use it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really um, use Facebook a whole lot either. Yeah. But it's a good way to connect with people, like if you if if you have different groups. So we yes. can maintain communication that yeah. way through Facebook. Yeah. It's yeah. great for communication. Um do you ever plan on writing a book? I don't know, maybe. Why? I don't know. You just come off as someone <laughs> who like reads a lot, you're insightful. So I'm not you sure. You might have a, a book in your future. Maybe. <laughs> um, so my last question um because we talked about a lot but i always like to end with something interesting it's something i did at the beginning of the podcast uh, when i first started all the time five people you get to have a half hour conversation with wow i'm gonna be really bad i five we're gonna be here all day no all right three people three yeah <laughs> better. okay three people that you can have a 30-minute conversation with anybody in the world, anyone that was alive, is alive, not alive, doesn't matter. You get to choose three people that you get to have a 30-minute conversation with. Okay. I have two in mind. Mm -hmm. So first one would be um, a family member who I never met, okay. and that would be my my grandmother's father so that's my great-grandfather because mm -hmm. i've heard stories about him my whole life and he sounds like a very a very like upstanding man and very in control and with lots of power and discipline um yet everybody loved him no one hated him yeah. so i would love to meet him loved and respected loved and respected well, okay and 
The second one would be Anthony Bourdain. I think that's a cool motherfucker. Yo. I think he's cool crazy. as fuck. Why is he one of yours? No, just like the the first of all, it didn't come off as someone that you would say that like initially like I I didn't have any names in mind that I was thinking of, but like that for that to come out, I don't know, just kind of caught me by surprise. Um, but then thinking about it, it's like, wait, no, like he just traveled. He, he just experienced everything the world had to offer. Yeah. Everything. Which makes you think why in the end did it come to that, you know? Yeah. Who knows though? Yeah. That might not be something that anyone really knows. Only him. You have no idea. That's two. That's two. That's two. You need one more. So one more would be, um, it sounds stupid, but maybe it doesn't, I don't know. I'm thinking Obama. I would like to speak to someone who I respect in politics, who I can ask questions to. Interesting. Right? I would say Trump, Mm. but it would only be because I want to ask questions and hear the answers. Interesting. But not because I admire regarding, him. Not because I admire him. Regarding politics or regarding um, things that he knows that he can't say to people. Yeah. Okay. Which he still might not tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, who are your three people? Oh, what? What? Okay, all right. I bet you anything I'm going to come up with other people later and I'm going to yeah. be texting you like, wait, 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 bring your computer over you here. Can no we idea. redo this? Because I have a new three, yep. my top three. Yep, literally every time I've done it, like, people come back and they're like, no, no, no. What was I thinking? No, I definitely, yeah. they think about it for like 48 hours after. Yeah, that's um, going to be me. Three for me. Um... Bob Marley. Okay. Um, it's not my great grandfather. It's my grandfather. Um, I'd actually like to speak to both of them. Um, I never met either one. They both passed before I was born. And then, um, I I usually say uh, Will Smith is one of my other ones. Mm. Why Will Smith? Super stand-up guy. Like, just feel like he's doing life right. Yeah. Having a family and just having a balanced, understood perspective of, I don't know, I say Will Smith 2020 (laughs) for president. Um, Yeah. Those are are three that... For president. Yeah. um, And actually... Uh, I did say because I I would usually do five. That's how that's how I always did it before. Um, my other two were Gandhi and Buddha. Yes, <laughs> that they she has both, four people. She yeah, has they four. both they both went through my mind when you asked me. Okay, interesting. And then it was like that or politics. Which one? Mm-hmm. But I might I might have to change my answer. Mm-hmm. But can I count Gandhi and two. Buddha as one? Just make that like one of my three. Well, you had originally said five, so yeah, just, yeah you're good. Yeah. There's your five. Yeah. Just got five. 
it's that easy. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you have anything else for the people? Um, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> So I'm sure you'll text me later and say like, people. <laughs> yeah, I'll be texting him later and like, yeah. wait, I have something else for the people. <laughs> Hold on, post this. Post um, this. I don't know. I I don't think so. I think we've kind of covered everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we could talk. I mean, yeah, we could get down any one of those wormholes that we started to. That's true. So. We kind of just lightly touched the surface. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which is, like I said. It was amazing to have you just come out here and share your story because a lot of people can use that. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you. No, of course. And you have insight that you wish you had ten years ago. So I'm sure that you have insight that other people wish they had now. Mm-hmm. And that's how I. That's how I always view it. We, um, every person we touch or come in contact with is a person that we can help or learn from, mm-hmm. if not both. Yeah, definitely. So thank you for having me over for doing this thank then, you for coming over of course thank you and this was so fun yeah <laughs> maybe we'll do it again who knows <laughs> we're always talking always talking for, so you know, um easy thank you guys um <laughs> make sure to recap and you know re-listen to some of that stuff there's a whole lot of it um and for good reason because uh, she's got a lot of ideas up there and mm-hmm. um she's making a lot of them come to life she's taking action on them and uh she's making the most out of every day which i think is you know what this journey is all about that we're on so be sure to tune in next time and we'll uh, we'll see you soon all right peace love and positivity shout out to all my fellow athletes and health enthusiasts out there did you know that your typical average pill or capsule based vitamin or supplement takes anywhere from 48 to 72 hours to actually be broken down in your stomach and begin to get digested and upon digestion about 70 percent of what is on the label is going to be utilized by the body so stop wasting your time and money on basic everyday vitamins it's time that you start to understand the science behind it and it's time that i introduce you guys to isotonics isotonics brings to you the world's most advanced nutraceuticals they are taking science to a whole nother level when it comes to vitamins and supplementation a true holistic approach iso means same and tonic means pressure so these isotonic vitamins which are powders that you mix with water are going to be recognized by the body as blood sweat or tears and when you digest them they get bypassed through the stomach straight into the small intestine so absorption can begin in less than five minutes on an empty stomach 90 percent of what is on the nutrition label can be absorbed in just under 30 minutes It's something that is unprecedented and unmatched in the industry. You cannot feel the difference with vitamins like you can feel the difference with isotonics. So the delivery matters. And 
to give you guys proof, I want you to be able to check out and learn for yourself and experience it yourself. Feel that isotonics difference. So head over to shop.com or isotonics.com backslash limitless theory and check out all of the amazing, amazing isotonics vitamins and supplements that you can get your hands on and get 10% off your first order using code 10OFFMA10OFFMA, all capitalized, at checkout for 10% off. And just know, when you start to buy isotonics on a regular basis, not only will you get 10% off your first order and additional orders in the future, You will also get 2% cash back on anything you spend, and if you put it on auto ship, you can save an additional 5% on every order. The opportunities are endless, and the difference is felt. So, make sure to go get yourself some isotonics and start to feel the difference for yourself. Did I tell you guys about my new water filtration system? It's sitting right on my kitchen counter, and it took me less than five minutes to install. It's super, super easy, and it's very beneficial, saving me a lot of time and money. It's called Pure H2O. Pure H2O filters out the chlorine taste and bad odors, greatly improving the quality and the clarity of your tap water with literally the flip of a switch. It can take out 97% of the chlorine found in typical tap water and 77 other contaminants. And I said it's saving me time and money. Filtered water is environmentally responsible because you're choosing not to buy plastic water bottles. And those prepackaged water bottles, as we are learning are far less healthy than we think. There's a lot of contaminants in those things. They're being mass produced and those companies are caring more about the money and less about the quality, all right? So Pure H2O cares a little bit more. They're not looking for mass production. They're looking for high, high quality. And it's your water and we understand that water is the foundation of the body. There's a strong connection between the quality of our water and a long, healthy life, right? Our bodies are 72% water, and that requires us to refill and fulfill that on a daily basis with pure, clean water for optimal health. So take the first step towards better health with Pure H2O. You can get an over-the-counter water filtration system or under-the-counter installation kit. Either way, it's a great option for you and your family to take the next step towards health. So go over to shop.com backslash limitless theory and use code 10 off MA for 10% off your purchase of a pure H2O water filtration system. Alrighty guys, until then, drink pure. Limitless fitness family, this one is for you. If you are a weekend warrior, a fitness enthusiast, a fitness professional, or an athlete, young or old, it does not matter if you are trying to get fit or stay fit or improve your fitness levels, head over to ck1bands.com and grab yourself a pair or set or single band because a resistance band is one of the most efficient pieces of fitness equipment 
that you can use anytime, anywhere, any place, and you can bring with you almost anywhere you travel. So head over to ck1bands.com and use the code LIMITLESS, all capitalized, for a special discount at checkout. Please go support Chris, everything he's doing. Chris Capon was a high school teammate of mine, a lifelong friend, and the first guest on the LT360 podcast. He is the creator and founder of CK1 Sports. If you have not listened to that podcast, I highly suggest you go do that. And after you do, or while you are listening or watching it, head over to ck1bands.com and grab yourself some bands. I use these things every day with my clients and they never disappoint.